I literally realized the next morning as we were standing in the consulate, I would take a bullet for this baby right now. Uh, I would give my life for her right now, you know, just having known her and having had her in our arms for, you know, like literally eight hours. Anyway, then we got back to the United States and then that miracle story started where that within a month she was diagnosed with brain cancer. She was a, a patient at St. Jude for a year and a half and, and, and for years with therapy and all those kind of things. But it's an amazing miracle of what God did. Hey, we're back for another edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure, friend, to have you join us. Today we welcome Pastor Greg Davis, who's the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church in South Haven. And Pastor Greg, it's always good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great to see you, too. I love it when we get together. It's been a little while, and I was excited to have you come on the show today and really to talk about a new ministry connection with the ministry of Cornerstone. Yeah. And it's Cornerstone Living, and it's a broadcast airing each Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on Bot Radio Network in Memphis, a.m. 640, FM 93.7, FM 100.7. And uh, you can also stream it on our webpage. But Pastor Greg, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing your heart in ministry with us here at Bot Radio. Well, it's very exciting to me to be able to partner with others in ministry and just reach as many people as we possibly can with the incredibly great news of Jesus Christ. Is radio new to your ministry? Have you done radio in the past, in your early days of ministry? Uh, no. Uh, it's It's been new over the last few months. It's a great program, by the way. And, well, and thank you. I, I, and I've listened, and it, the, the quality sounds good, but the teaching of God's Word is so applicable. You get right down where people are at and on the heart issue. Right. Not compromising the Word, but applying the truth of the gospel and the Word of God into everyday life. Right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the Word of God is so powerful and so practical that we need to be empowering people to be able to know the truth of God's Word, to be able to align their lives with the truth of God's Word, because that's where their destiny is. Uh, All of our destinies, and we're all born with a destiny, but all of our destinies are in the pathway of following Christ and walking in His Word and in His will. And to do that, we need to be very familiar with yeah. the truth of his word. When you say that we're all born with the destiny, you know, there's some listening today that maybe they're in prisons. We have those who listen to the broadcast sure. in local area prisons. We might have somebody listening to who is stuck in a long addiction. Uh, maybe they don't see where their future's heading. And you talk about this destiny. Right. What is this destiny you're talking about? Well, you know, there's scriptures in uh, Psalms 139 that talks about the fact that every day marked out for us was recorded in heaven before one of them ever came to be. Now, that doesn't mean that we have no choice in the matter. It just means that God has a plan in mind for every human being that is born. Uh, And so the fact of the matter is that we're all born with a destiny, but in order to walk that destiny out, we have to be in relationship with God, yeah. in close relationship with Him, and walking in His will, because everything He has planned for us is in the pathway of His will. And think about it is, just in this last uh, last Sunday's message, which will actually be this coming Sunday's radio broadcast, uh, I mentioned uh, John chapter 8, the, the woman caught in adultery. And uh, that's actually one of my favorite passages of Scripture, because in it, you see uh, a person who was living uh, a lifestyle that was that was very sinful and 
and the you know the quote the religious leaders didn't care about her they didn't really care about the sin all they were trying to do was trap Jesus and so they interrupted the service in the synagogue yeah. you know if they tried that today our security teams <laughs> would take care of them but uh, <laughs> the fact is, um, they threw her down and in, in the service and just trying to trap Jesus you know you know the story and he stoops down he's writing on the ground and there's all kinds of speculation about that what that was but anyhow at the end Jesus says to the woman Neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. And every time I read that scripture, I just envision the heart of Jesus looking at her and saying, I created you for so much more than this. You are living so far below the level that I created you for. And that's what the devil tries to do with all of us. He wants to distract us away from the destiny that God birthed us for. And the reason that we're here. And so we just try to empower people with the word of God so that they can realize they're here for a reason. Yeah. And they've got a divine destiny that is waiting for them to cooperate and walk in obedience to God's will. And so that's what we're trying to do at Cornerstone Church is empower people with practical truth from the word of God so that they can live out their divine destiny and be everything God's called them to be. Well, you mentioned to go and sin no more when Jesus spoke to the lady after he had forgiven her. It seems like that word sin gets shuffled among a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All a sin's bad, but today's generation ignores it altogether. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, the, the devil doesn't care which side of the, the, you know, there's a ditch on both sides of the road. You know, and you can get in one ditch or you can get in the other ditch. The enemy doesn't care which ditch we get on. And so on one side of the road, you can basically love people and and everything, but not really tell them the truth of God's word. And on the other side, there's a ditch in the road where that sometimes people will tell you the truth totally absent from love. But Jesus says we need to speak the truth in love, and that's exactly what he did to this woman and to everybody else you see him have an encounter with uh, in the New Testament. He spoke the truth to her. He said, look, I don't condemn you, but I also don't condone what you're doing because you are nowhere close to the destiny that you were created for. And so, you know, if she received that forgiveness and walked a different way, basically he changed the whole trajectory of her life, which is what he wants to do for every person who is struggling with sins of all kinds and addictions of all kinds of those kind of things. He wants to set us free. You read the scripture from cover to cover, and you'll see that God is a God who loves to break chains. He loves to set people free. You know, Pastor Greg, I was just thinking as you were speaking about the the Scripture in Hebrews, I I think it's the 12th chapter, but it talks about laying aside every weight weight and the sin. Yeah, that weighs us down. That's right. See, that's the thing. Everything Everything that hinders us in our walk is not necessarily sin. There are some times that we get distracted with good things, but they're not the ultimate best thing. They're not the center of God's will. And so uh, we can we can need we need to lay aside the weight that that hinders us and the sin. Yeah, those are two different things. And, and fix our eyes on Jesus. Focus on Him. He the, is the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, that is beautiful. Okay, so you actually have been at Cornerstone Church since 1998. Correct. That's a long time. Yeah, we just celebrated uh, two weeks ago. Uh, just celebrated my 24th anniversary as the lead <laughs> pastor there. Congratulations. Yeah, I was uh, very much younger and had way more hair. 
<laughs> okay, so tell me, let's back up a little bit. Tell me about Gibson County High School. Wow. That's an interesting question. Uh, okay, so my wife Nancy and I uh, were part of the first graduating class of Gibson County High School in 1981. Uh, we both grew up in Dyer, Tennessee, uh, not Dyersburg, Dyer, the little small town. We went there through the uh, through the 11th grade, and then at uh, in our senior year, there was a consolidation of five other schools, and so we were part of the first graduating class of Gibson County High School. So I'm assuming you took Nancy to the high school prom. You know what? Or was there a high school prom? I'm not – I don't really remember. <laughs> there was like uh, some banquets and stuff. I don't actually necessarily remember if there was a prom. Uh, I do remember like junior-senior banquet and things like that, yeah, those yeah. kind of celebrations. Yeah. And the other thing too is that, you know, being the first year of consolidating five different schools, right. probably there was a lot of things that were not online that yeah. first year that they actually worked out and were able to organize later on. Well, I remember when I graduated high school and I had just become a new believer and I knew that some of the activities my friends participate in high school proms and after the high school prom and you know, I said, I don't want to participate and I did not go. Mm-hmm. But what I did is I gathered some friends at my house and had a couple guys, one that played the banjo, one played the guitar, <laughs> and we came and had a worship service. There you go. And prayed and sang and had some good food. That's how I celebrated my high school graduation. Well, there you go. Anyway, so this new program, Cornerstone Living. Now, we know the church is called Cornerstone Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you decide to call the program Cornerstone Living? Well, we decided to call the program Cornerstone Living because, you know, and obviously the reason that you see so many churches that have the the name Cornerstone is because the scripture says that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, yeah. uh, you know, of God's plan of, of everything. And so we call it Cornerstone Living because we need to live our lives filled with Christ and in the middle of his will and serving him. And, and so that what we do makes an impact on the lives of other people. And that's actually also our website, uh, cornerstoneliving.org. So the program has been on just a few weeks now. We're very excited. But I noticed that you had one of the listeners respond to your message and commented on Facebook and said, heard your wonderful message on 640 a.m. this morning. It was a great message, and I plan to listen every Sunday morning at 830 a.m. You have been pastoring for many years, and this is the first time I ever heard you. Please keep me in your prayers as I had a TIA Thursday morning, and I will be praying for you and Nancy in your ministry. Wow. That's yeah. a, what a great— That is. That's that's encouraging. You know, we're not doing it just to do it. It's not just—it's not like I need something else to do. But the point is, there's so much amazing blessing in living for Christ and walking out the reason. When you swing your feet off the bed every morning and you know why you're here— that is an incredible blessing. And so we want to just, we want to see so many people. We want to reach as many people as we possibly can with the awesome gospel of Christ. What do you think it is that people are hungry for today? I mean, in light of all you hear, I mean, you know, the things on the news, the things in the world that are happening, mm-hmm. what really is the heart hungry for? I think people are hungry for hope right now, probably more than ever. Of course, we always have been hungry for hope as human beings. And, you know, previous to COVID, there was still a lot of uh, of hard stuff that we have to go through in life and a lot of adversity and a lot of suffering and a lot of pain and a lot of those things. But uh, over the last two years, it's just been so focused and so relentless. Every time you turn around, there's something else negative and something else discouraging and whatever. And so people need hope. And the fact is that uh, Scripture says that God is the God of hope. So when we keep things in focus— 
you know, we may be a little concerned about what's going on around us, but God is not worried. He knows exactly what's going on. He has a plan, and uh, his plan is going to work out in the lives of every person that is following Christ. Pastor Greg, churches over the past couple of years, largely due to the COVID pandemic, have taken a big hit. A lot of churches haven't rebounded, and some churches have had to close the doors. Pastors leaving the ministry by large numbers. Yes. Uh, Just that whole aspect of church attendance, changes in the way people are afraid to get back into a congregation, pastors being discouraged because their churches are diminishing, you know, I mean, speak into that a moment. Right. It can be a very discouraging time, but but once again, we have to we have to zoom out. You know, our problem as human beings so many times is that we zoom in when we have a problem, when we have a distraction, we have something, we zoom so far in on it that we can't see everything else. So we need to zoom back out and look at the big picture. I'm in contact with many, many pastors who are very discouraged. We're actually seeing more pastors groups being formed now just for the purpose of encouraging one another. And just for the purpose of, uh, of building those relationships and, and fellowship and those kind of things. And so it is, you know, I mean, I know, I know uh, several, several churches and most churches are not where they were pre COVID as far as attendance. Uh, but the interesting thing is that a lot of my friends who are pastoring that even though the attendance is not where it was at, at you know, before COVID hit, um, the spiritual tide is rising. There are incredible things happening. Matter of fact, I just had lunch with a couple of my pastor friends uh, just a few days ago, and uh, they both pastor churches in DeSoto County. Both of them, and it's happening at Cornerstone too, the spiritual tide is rising. Uh, Even though the attendance is not where it was, God is working and he is doing things. And so uh, it's, it's interesting to see that God is in the middle of a pandemic. The church is still moving forward. The the attendance may not be where it once was, but I believe what is happening is that God is getting the church ready for the greatest harvest in human history. Yeah. I really believe that. Along with that, let's talk about being gospel people in the culture that we're living in. When you look at the New Testament and you see the Apostle Paul, and you read through Acts and you read through the letters that he wrote, uh, you know, there were some challenging times. Oh, yeah. Far greater than what we've ever known here. Absolutely. Uh, the emphasis was renewing your mind. Throughout mm-hmm. the epistles, he talks about put on the mind of Christ, renew your mind. Right. Also, the resurrection of Christ was foundational. And it seems like we don't talk much about the, the resurrected Savior, except for Easter time, right. which we're approaching. Right. That's true. And, and you know, the, the fact is that, like we talked about as far as the discouragement, those kind of things, the distraction, um, I believe that, that God is really, really preparing his church. I really, I really believe that he's preparing his church and, and uh, what he's doing in people's lives. I mean, we're seeing people's lives transformed, uh, not, just, not just checking a box and going to church, not just coming and raising their hand in a service and praying a prayer and signing a card, but we're seeing people's lives transformed. And I know that that is happening in many, many churches right now. And the thing about it is, as far as living as gospel people, like you said, the darker the darkness, the more the light is visible. You know, I do this little teaching from time to time, understanding that, you know, Jesus said that we're to be salt and light. Well, um, you know, salt affects everything it touches. What you put on salt doesn't necessarily affect the salt. You know, it is an agent of change. Light is aggressive in what it does, 
We actually, I've taught on this, uh, you know, several times through the years, and occasionally I will have them totally shut out the lights in the sanctuary and then light one candle. You can be in this in this big sanctuary in this big room and have no lights whatsoever, but everybody in that room can see that one little flame because all of the cubic volume of darkness cannot snuff out the light. The light invades the darkness. So what that means for us is that we are in a time right now where people who are living for Christ are so much more joyful, so much more filled with hope, so much more anticipating all that God has. And people who are actually following Christ are so different from what we're seeing in society right now that it actually draws people to make make people want to know, what is it about you? What's so different about your life? Yeah. It opens the door for us to be able to tell our Jesus story yeah. and to be able to tell them about the gospel of Christ and what the Lord can do in their lives. And so, you know, we're living in times when the church, I believe, is about to shine brighter than it ever has, as long as we stay in alignment with God's Word. Yeah, great word, Pastor Greg. Well, as I mentioned, Easter just now, we're very close to the celebration of Easter Sunday and I know that uh, it's a big time for Cornerstone. There is an Easter fest. It's a free family event. Right. Easter weekend uh, is is always a great celebration for us. We have a Friday night Good Friday service. It's basically a you know a very prayerful time of of, of worship and communion and those kind of things. Then the Easter fest on Saturday, the Saturday before Easter. This year we're having it at the South Haven High School. And so it'll be a massive number of Easter eggs. We've got uh, inflatables. We've got all kinds of things going on. We have like what we call touch a truck. Uh, you probably have heard of that. Uh, but that's basically where we get like fire engines and all kinds of big equipment stuff, really cool stuff out that kids don't normally see. And they get to go up and touch it, sit on a, some part of it and get their picture made. Can I do that? No, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just a, a great opportunity for us to just celebrate, you know, Easter weekend and, and reach out to people. And so we're excited about Easter Fest this year. I know some other ways that you have reached out in the community, like Convoy of Hope, for example. Mm-hmm. Speaking to your relation as a church ministry with Convoy of Hope and, and just really some of the great work that Convoy of Hope does around really around our country. Yeah. Well, if people are not familiar with Convoy of Hope, it's it's very similar to an organization called Samaritan's Purse. Convoy of Hope, and actually we are, we are ministry partners with both of those organizations. But Convoy of Hope, for instance, if a disaster comes, a t- tornado or something or some kind of thing like that or... Uh, you know, hurricanes, whatever, they will send, you know, massive uh, amounts of semi-trucks down there with supplies to be able to help people and things, and they need volunteers and stuff. And so obviously the way they are able to do that is through their ministry partners. Uh, We actually just had our Convoy of Hope Sunday uh, two weeks ago and, uh, and gave an offering to the feeding program. They feed hundreds of thousands of children every day around the world who would not be able to have food if it wasn't for Convoy of Hope. And so we partner for them in the feeding programs. We partner with them in the outreach situations and disaster relief and those kind of things. But, you know, we want to be a blessing to people and to to be the hands of Christ extended. And Convoy of Hope is one of our ministry partners that that helps us to do that. Well, you mentioned Samaritan's Purse, which under the direction of Franklin Graham, and they do an incredible job as well. And I know I'm sure both groups partner together, too, at many times 
two great organizations mm-hmm. that uh, I would always encourage uh, people wondering, you know, who, who can I give to when I see disasters around the world or right. time of need? I mean, you can trust knowing that your finances donated to these two organizations right. are going to be used for the right. purpose of helping the victims or those in need of relief at that yeah. time. So yeah. Those two organizations are two of the highest organizations as far as financial accountability, yeah. uh, and their ratings prove that. Uh, but uh, there's a you know a few years ago, two three years ago, there was uh, tornadoes that came through DeSoto County, and the Samaritan's Purse came in. Uh, Convoy of Hope was already actually extended, really doing some things from, from hurricanes, and Samaritan's Purse came into DeSoto County, and, and Cornerstone Church was the hub. We were the we were the partner with them where they used our facility to operate out of yeah. and stuff like that, and so that that was actually the initial start of our relationship with Samaritan's Purse, but. Uh, uh, yeah, there, uh, there's all kinds of opportunities, uh, even as the ice storm, the recent ice storm, yeah. uh, we sent teams up here, uh, from Cornerstone to, to work with many other church teams and things with, uh, with Samaritan's Purse. Uh, and I believe Convoy was up recently as well. And, uh, they really, the, the great thing about it is that we were not only able to send teams up to pick up limbs and clean up stuff and debris and help people and, in those kind of things and also pass out water and supplies, those kind of things. But we were also able to basically just minister to people and encourage people, our teams. We just uh, heard a report this past Sunday at our church that in the recent weeks with those kind of outreaches that uh, we are participating in, that we've seen 35 people accept Christ. That's beautiful. That, you know, from that we were just there to minister to them or our teams were there to minister to them. And, uh, and so they saw more going on than just picking up limbs. Yes. They saw the love of Christ and were drawn to him. What a wonderful testimony of the body of Christ, uh, being the body of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I know one of your mission's partners is serving orphans in the Ukraine, and that's been on the hearts of so many people. A lot of prayers have been going mm-hmm. towards Ukraine and the conflict, well, really the war, not just the conflict, right. uh, the war between Russia and, and Ukraine right now. You want to speak a moment about that ministry, the orphans there? We just got, uh, yeah, we're one of our ministry partners there, uh, we, we support missions all around the world, obviously, uh, but one of our ministry partners, uh, not just in Ukraine, but, but many other places, is an organization called Serving Orphans World. Worldwide, SOW. So we recently, within the last three or four years, had a, a bike team that came to the United States. They literally rode bicycles from coast to coast. They had corporate sponsorships and things like that, and they were they were raising money for uh, the orphanages that uh, that you know they're supported through serving orphans worldwide. And I met a pastor, uh, Pastor Gennady from Ukraine. He was there at Cornerstone on a Wednesday night. We've kept up with what's going on there, and they have been able to evacuate virtually all of the all of the orphanages and the children and get them over across the border into Poland. But now, right now, even uh, Pastor Gennady and another another gentleman, I think his last name is Coleman, are basically running back and forth across the border every day, bringing van loads of people to safety wow. from Ukraine, from some of the some of the war torn areas. And so, there's a lot of there's a lot of rescue type situations going on yeah. there, and so we're happy to be able to help support that. And our hearts and prayers continue to lift up the people, uh, both Ukraine and Russia, and also for those relief efforts. Well, the Davis family has just celebrated a special time with uh, Anna Grace, mm-hmm. uh, your gotcha baby. Yeah, I know we've talked about on previous programs about that special adoption. She just recently turned 21. 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was actually, it was the 21st anniversary 
of the gotcha of, day of the gotcha day and yep. she was one year old that's yeah, right I, when we sorry got her, that's so. right i forgot that yeah. yeah so she's 22 but that was a celebration right she came into your home right absolutely we flew to you know we flew to china uh in in march of 2001 and uh and that was actually nine months after my son's uh who was who was eight years old at the time that was nine months after his third heart surgery uh but anyway we flew to china it was almost like a seal team operation because there was a very small window of time where that Anna Grace was adoptable. She had to be over one year of age to be adoptable. There was a very small window of time before she started showing symptoms of the brain tumor. And so if, if she had had symptoms of the brain tumor while we were there, then they would not have allowed the adoption to proceed because right. she would have failed her health exam. Right. There was literally like a six-week window maybe where she was able to be adopted but had no symptoms, and that's exactly when we were there. Wow. But the reason that's also incredible that that happened is because we were supposed to be there nine months earlier. We had all kinds of delays that people would lose paperwork, things would expire, and we were like, what is going on? And the Lord just kept saying, it's not the right time, it's not the right baby. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm controlling this. <laughs> and so we literally got there Two weeks after she was adoptable, and they placed her in our arms. And I mean, I'm telling you what, she was one year and two weeks old, and we bonded immediately. <laughs> and I literally realized the next morning as we were standing in the consulate, I would take a bullet for this baby right now. Uh, I would give my life for her right now, you know, just having known her and having had her in our arms for, you know, like literally eight hours. Anyway, then we got back to the United States and then that miracle story started where that within a month she was diagnosed with brain cancer. She was a, a patient at St. Jude for a year and a half and, and, and for years with therapy and all those kind of things. But it's an amazing miracle of what God did because she had almost no chance of even surviving. And then she had almost no chance of being normal and then being able to talk, walk. They told her she might not ever be able to feed herself anything yeah. because of the damage of the brain tumor. And she has just been incredible. She's uh, She's been, you know, three years of college. I mean, she literally, you would not look at her and think she'd been sick a day in her life. God <laughs> has done, that's one of the amazing miracles that God has blessed us with in our family. Praise God. Pastor Greg Davis, I thank you so much for stopping by and even having the opportunity to share your ministry with our Bot Radio Network listening audience every Sunday morning at 8.30 for Cornerstone Living right here on AM 640, FM 93.7, FM 100.7. Also on the Bot Radio Network mobile app, make sure you're tuned to the Memphis live stream. And we appreciate you so much, my dear brother. Well, thank you. Appreciate the partnership, and it's always good to hang out with you. <laughs> all right. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Mid-South Viewpoint is people telling God-sized stories from all walks of life. Listen Wednesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. on AM640 or anytime with the Bot Radio Network mobile app or on Spotify and iTunes podcast. <laughs>